I love you. Ready? <laughs> I think so. My glasses are so dirty. Well, as long as you can talk and use your voice, I think we're okay. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Here we are. Let's do this. We're here. Hey, I'm with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm with my friend Lane Kennedy. Welcome to You're Sober, Now What? Now what's the question? Now what is such a big question? Do you ever think about that? All the time. <laughs> In my day-to-day -day life, uh -huh. when I get through the day, I'm like, okay, now what? What's I mean, next? towards the evening, obviously, it's now what? It's time to go to bed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then I wake up and I'm like, now what? Right. Now what? Mm -hmm. Now what? Now what? Today's episode is being brought to you by now what? <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope you are enjoying this episode as much as we do. Uh, we would love for you to go participate with it, right? We have a website. It's called you're sober. Now what? And we have a big, huge orange button in the upper right-hand corner where you can ask us questions, submit insights. You know, you can just like hang out with us. We also have uh, Wednesdays where we are jam-packed with activities. We hit up Instagram at 12 Pacific standard time. That yeah. would be noon. Yeah. And then we jump into clubhouse at 1215 and we're in clubhouse for 45 minutes, hanging out with friends in real time. So we'd love it if you joined us there. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I want to mention is that uh, we have a lot going on, right? Yeah. What do we have going on right now? Well, we have, you know, the, um, we just finished off the fun challenge yes. last month. So much fun. Yeah. So we're, we're going to be doing more of this. So make sure you jump in the community because, you know, we're, we're going to have these challenges. We're going to get outside. We're going to add more fun to our lives just overall. Mm -hmm. um, what else do we have? The Now What Academy is coming up. The, the Now What Academy, uh, meditation, mindfulness, uh, just all kinds of goodness is happening in the community. So we want to encourage you to check that out. There's different ways to get involved. And again, go to that orange button on yoursobernowwhat.com. Yeah. And okay. even would you rather, I wanted to just throw <gasps> that in for questions because I think those are fun questions. Yes. Would you rather paint or do decoupage? Okay. I'm going to ask a question. I would paint because I don't know what decoupage is. <laughs> Decoupage is that weird, like crafty thing where you layer things on, then you, you paint a clear coat. And so it kind of has like this textured art. Oh, I would do Or that. you can take a glass jar and then cover it with like, I don't know, pictures of your kids' drawings or magazines. And then you like all of a sudden have this cool jar that looks, I don't even know, looks kind of cool, but not really. It's kind of crafty. <laughs> kind of like People paper mache. Yes. Yeah. And people sell this shit. Sometimes it looks really great. I've never been able to pull it off, but <laughs> decoupage. I like, I think I would do that. So that's your final answer. Final, final, final answer. Final answer is decoupage, not paint. Yeah. Because it's different. It's yeah, unique. It's different. And I'm an Aquarius. That's what I do. <laughs> this is true. 
So yeah, if you want to send us some would you rathers, uh, we would love you even more. Yeah. Okay. What are we talking about today? I think we're talking about me. Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. It's all about me today, Lane. It is, which is amazing because you do so much. And a lot of times I find that my personality, the way that I roll, it just kind of rolls out of my mouth so quickly. And you're back there going, right? So I really wanted to focus this episode on you to highlight what you're about, right? Our community uh, started with me kind of forming it and you're in the background cheering on and we just found out that you're an Aquarius, but what makes you tick Tamar? Let's start there. <laughs> That's a deep question. Way to go deep right off the bat. Uh-huh. I know. I think being able to work with others and have conversations with others. And you see that light go on in their eye when they realize they're capable of so much more than they think. Mm-hmm. You know, I experienced that when I've always been kind of a cheerleader, I, I think because I was very competitive as a child and I always wanted everybody to do very like well in everything they did. Although mm-hmm. I wanted to be the best. Were you um, a cheerleader in school? <laughs> okay. No, I was, playing. I was, come on. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mocking it. I'm just, you know, I'm not very, I tried gymnastics once and oh, okay. not good. Uh, okay. Got it. Not flexible. I was really? more soccer. Oh, volleyball. Yeah, no. Volleyball. Yeah. Basketball. Yes. I could totally see you playing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. So you're just the cheerleader. You're like an, an, a cheerleader. Yeah. For your friends, family. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you're made. That's your DNA. That's my DNA. And it fills you up, I bet. Totally. Yeah. Some people are not cheerleaders. (laughs) Some people do not cheer others on at all. I find it fascinating. Mm -hmm. My husband, not a cheerleader. No, no, not really. Oh yeah. It's really, I'm like, oh, like tell him he did a good job, you know, with my son, like pat him on the back. Mm -hmm. Right. Some people are just not wired to, they weren't taught that skill or they weren't like, um, mirrored that, or they weren't invited to do that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel like it's a learned skill. Yeah. And I think I got it because my dad was very like super supportive, but it was always very, you could, oh, you did this, you could do better. And so I developed this like perfectionism, right. Where I'm like, well, that's not good enough. And I still Mm -hmm. sometimes today, um, And I get, you know, I think that people need that once in a while, they need that pat on the back and that like, Hey, you are doing a good job. Like I see you. And I think more than yeah. anything, that's what it is, is I want people to know that I see them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I recognize the good in them. I recognize the potential in them. And I think that flows into everything I do. Like, you know, I love creating. I mean, we talk about let's, let's do a landing page. And I'm like spending all morning doing that because when people look at things and they're like, oh, I could do that. Like that lights me up. So that's, what's behind all that. It it, it feeds your soul. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding what feeds your soul is so important. Mm -hmm right? It motivates us in the morning. It motivates us during those hard times. It motivates us when shit is falling apart. Mm -hmm. So let's go back in time for a minute, or perhaps even recently (laughs) when shit has fallen apart and you've had to use that motivation to show up. 
Mm-hmm. Go. Oh, wow, you're really going deep right off the bat. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. You can handle it. I know I can handle it. Okay, so can you rephrase the question? So go to a moment that was hard that you had to dig deep and use that skill set of being a cheerleader, right? Because that's an innate part of who you are. You get up in the morning, you're like, I got to go. I got to help people. I got to, you know, shine the light, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes we're in that thick mud mm-hmm. and it's heavy. So I want you to go to that moment that it was really deep and thick and you had to dig into that skill set. Mm-hmm to get yourself going? Um, so just because of everything that I've been going through recently, right? Cause I mm-hmm. think we all in this journey, it's, um, I've developed this willingness to do this internal work for myself. Yes. There we right. Go. And I know through, you know, hypnotherapy sessions that we've been doing mm-hmm. oftentimes I won't go as deep as I need to, because there's things that I don't want to look at. Mm. And so we can get stuck in our head. I can do the same once in a while, right? Where um, you're overthinking and stuff like that. And I think that because of what I do, A, it keeps me moving in a forward momentum, right? When I'm doing my own internal work and I'm healing myself and I'm being truly honest with myself and who I am and what I want, I am able to show up better for others. I'm able to be more vulnerable. I'm able to be more authentic, right? And so I feel like my desire to help others and to show up for others, I have to show up for myself first or I I get stuck. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And recently you've been going through uh, change. Mm -hmm. And as we evolve in our recovery, we have to uh, look at our lives. We have to get really honest. That's what we, we talked about honesty last month. Yeah. And we talked about, uh, acts of courage and how, how do we do that every day when it gets really hard? And so I'm asking you now to share a moment of vulnerability in your life where you, you had to like get on, like, boom, here I am. Okay. But I'm still going to show up and cheer people on. Right. Mm. You're the cheerleader. You're the one that's like, I'm going to help people get through their life and become better human beings. Meanwhile, you're in the background doing your work. But what I'm asking for is a moment of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So recently, right. I've exited a relationship. Yeah. That was hard. That was hard. Um, on my own, loving it you know, everything happened for the the reasons it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking at my behaviors around eating food, you know, why I do certain things. And I'm, I always kind of go back to the easy thing, which is, this is why, because I'm emotional and Mm -hmm. this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I actually had a reading with our astrologer, Retta. Retta Rowland. (laughs) Loved it. And she had you know, we talked about just identity and who we are and relationships. And this keeps coming up for me. Right. And it was something that I was like, Oh, okay. Why does this keep coming up? And I believe that, you know, I believe in higher power. Right. And 
this is something that I need to look at. And it was interesting because I think I've, I have such a good support network um, that I trust the people in my support network enough to be vulnerable and authentic because part of my journey and on this podcast is being more authentic, right? True. And yes. showing up for who I really am. And so I reached out to one of my friends originally on Friday and I talked about this and I shared about it. And I said, you know, I question my identity sometimes. Like I, mm-hmm. I want, I want to be vulnerable. I want to be authentic, but I've also had situations where I've opened up to people and then been ghosted or, you know, these things happen. And so we put back up these walls, right. Mm-hmm. Where we're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't talk to anybody. Um, so I took a chance because this kept coming up for me. And so then you know, I had someone else reach out to me on Sunday saying, I've noticed something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what's going on with you kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I opened up more and you and I actually did a hypnotherapy session about it. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important to find people that you trust and that will call you out. Right. And by calling you out, I mean, we'll say, Hey, what's going on with you? I don't think this is it because we can kind of say at that surfacey level and say, well, this is what's going on with me. Right. So being able to share that Mm -hmm. and start to dig into that aspect, like what is my identity? Who do I want to be? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Right. And opening up Mm -hmm. that door and having that Mm -hmm. safe space to do it. Mm -hmm. So like, while I'm in that self exploration, also still being able to show up every day for Mm -hmm. the clients I work with in the community, Mm -hmm. um, because I think being authentic, that keeps coming up in my, you know, the astrology reading. So what I find really interesting here is I'm going to relate this to the emotional wellness journey mm-hmm. and how, um, as, and I think not only about emotional wellness, but as women in general, as we age, mm-hmm. there is a, I need to be real in my life. Yeah. I need to show who I am. Because we have this internal desire to be seen and heard and touched and felt and loved. And so when we come to these small, tiny moments and somebody pushes us and somebody invites us to dig deeper, it's these moments that transform us, right? So I'm witnessing a transformation in you, right? Your friends are witnessing a transformation within you. And what's going to happen as a result of your kind of evolution and and this blossoming effect is you helping more people. Mm -hmm. And that is quite an excruciating journey sometimes. (laughs) It just, it it just is right. It just is. I've, I'm, I live through that every day. You're going through like, you're in a different stage of it. But what I find fascinating is that with the work that you do Mm -hmm. as a neuro practitioner, right? Do you feel like there's that you have more space to investigate or are you looking like, Oh my God, there's some roadblocks here. Um, how do I get through it? Right. Like, are you recognizing your journey through the lens of your neuro practitioner kind of stuff? Yes. Yes. Every single day. Right. Does it make it harder for you? <laughs> right. Well, cause we think, right. We overthink yeah. and it's like, no, no don't overthink this. Like this is what it is. Just be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is interesting Mm -hmm. because I don't like, I am very open-minded now. I am very open to change. I mean, I thrive. If I get stagnant, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what's going on? What am I not looking at? Right. And I'll almost try and find something, but yeah, it's, 
having the tools that I do because of what yeah. I teach, it's yeah. like, oh, time to do the work. So let's, let's invite our listeners into what you do. Okay. okay. So let's, let's back up. I kind of jumped the gun on that. I know I went deep real quick, but <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> That's who I am. You either love that or you hate it. Uh, sorry, not. Um, let's dig into what, you know, you come from the corporate world, mm-hmm. you find recovery and you're like, my life is, I have to do something different. And mm-hmm. you fell into becoming this neuro practitioner and really supporting people on this journey of becoming better humans using this, for lack of better term, methodology mm-hmm. program, right? What, what inspired you to do Like, what was the key that unlocked this opportunity for you that you were like, this is it. <laughs> so I think first I kind of hit that complacency time Ugh. in my recovery where I was like, is this it? You know, because here's the reality. Like I had gotten my life back, right? I had friends that loved me. I was, you know, in a relationship, like everything on the outside looked like, it's like, why would you ever want to change that? Yeah. But I didn't feel good. And, you know, I was starting to gain weight again. I was starting to overeat. Like all these things were getting back into that, like, like, (laughs) and I don't like that because I'm always trying, I'm evolving and And so anyway, I started, you know, I had actually, I went to a friend's place and she's like, do you listen to podcasts? And I'm like, I don't even know what a podcast is. Like, I thought it was radio, like Uh radio shows. uh And she goes, you should start listening to podcasts. And so I did, Uh right. And this was 2019. So not very long ago. And then I had found our mutual friend, um, Adam, started listening to his show. And then I actually went down to one of his events in Los Angeles. So I met all these other podcasts and you know, I was super inspired because all of them were in wellness and they're all like, you know, what do you do? Right. You don't drink. And I was like, I always joke around and say, I'm a retired professional. And one of them had said, you know, why don't you drink? Like, is there a story behind this? And so I talked to her a little bit about it, right. Learning to be vulnerable. And she's like, why don't you share what you're doing in your journey? Like you have a great voice on the podcast. And so I went home and I actually, of course I do things right away, started the podcast. And so I started to share what my journey and trying to reclaim control over my health looked like. Then from there, of course, COVID happened, wasn't traveling anymore, switched Mm -hmm. over to recovery because I wanted to share my story in becoming an entrepreneur, discovering what my purpose was, because what lights me up is being that cheerleader, being able to bring out the best in people And I'm like, let's explore that. Right. And so I did the podcast. I wrote my first book and that's when everything started to come out in my journey. And then I thought, okay, well, I would love to coach people. And so I started educating myself. And when the neuro change method came out, because it's a psychology and neuroscience based program, I was like, Ooh, I looked at the women that I wanted to serve Mm-hmm. And is this the tool that will help them? Right? right. Because there's lots of tools to help you get sober, right? If somebody comes to me and yeah. says, Hey, tomorrow, how'd you get sober? I'm open to having a one-on-one conversation with them, but to stay sober was different. And that's the area that I thought we don't focus on enough. And so I was really inspired. That is again, my purpose, my motivation for doing what I do that fit into it perfectly. And from okay, there, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 yeah, yeah. So your purpose is to help people beyond recovery. Yeah. 
right? Because you just said there's a lot of tools. There's a lot of ways to get sober and you can have a one-on-one conversation about that. Yeah. But it's the yummy stuff after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we evolve in our recovery of what happens and perhaps again, emotional wellness journey, you're here just listening, hanging out. Maybe you're sober curious. This is the neuro, uh, change changes you <laughs> changes you. Yes. Yeah. So when you, uh, went through your studies and becoming a practitioner, uh, what were some of the first things that you noticed within yourself that changed? I would say my belief system mm-hmm. was the first thing that changed. Cause I actually took the program mm-hmm. right around the time I decided to take that leap of faith and quit my corporate job. Oh God. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I am going to be a student, right. Of what I practice. And I'm actually going to use this to follow my dreams. Mm-hmm. So I thought what well, this perfect time. I mean, no safety net anymore. So I quit my job. I gave my notice and I was taking the program. Did you have like a several, like, did you have a backup plan? Did you have any savings? I had savings. Yes. Okay. But other than that, that was it. Did you go through that? Like in a month? <laughs> I, just, like, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, I literally started the program. And I think a couple uh-huh. of weeks later I was done at my yeah. job. Right. Oh my God. The first, the first month I was like, <gasps> did uh-huh. I really do this? And almost paralyzed. But yep. the first thing I had to look at was my belief systems, yep. right? Because I had always had this belief that my past would a follow me around in a negative way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I found out it's actually been a gift. Mm-hmm. Like, am I super proud of what I went through? No, mm-hmm. but it's made me who I am. Right. And so I had to switch that belief, right? I mean, if I could believe that I couldn't get sober to actually now knowing that I can stay sober, that's a big shift. So I had to do that with this as well. And I just started to look back at my life and what were those hidden beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. What were those Mm -hmm. things I kept telling myself? What did my parents Mm -hmm. tell me or friends Mm -hmm. grow up? And I had Mm -hmm. to learn how to revise those beliefs. And I slowly, I, like, I just started to change that Mm self-talk and I, I, so hang on for a second, because I think this is what people miss right? People get, find recovery and I'm just going to use 12 step base right now. Okay. If, and believe me, I love 12 step. Okay. So I'm not, don't take this wrong. If it sounds like what the heck is Lane talking about? Mm -hmm. So I believe that, uh, the beliefs, because I look at it from a different perspective, the beliefs are embedded, like in womb, you're embedded DNA. It's loaded up there. Yeah. So when we find recovery and we go through this 12 step process, right? It's the awakening of this spiritual process. And we can only go so far with like with the 12 steps. I want to make this very clear with the 12 steps and those principles, you can keep going through them. And I believe there's a glass ceiling. Yeah. I believe that you hit that glass ceiling many times. And when somebody like, yourself or myself or, you know, like when we, when we have, like when we're shown or revealed, like, oh shit, I got to do something else. Mm -hmm. Like I have to bust through the glass ceiling, right? This is the work that you do that I do that transforms those beliefs. I talk about rewiring and releasing, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're embedded in us. So we have to whoop, bye. 
got to go, right? (laughs) What's your language around that? I don't know what your language is. Um, it is letting go, okay, right? Letting it's, go. it's, it's shifting those beliefs, changing shifting. your beliefs. You're shifting it. See, I'm like wiping it out. Bom- gone. <laughs> like is gone. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. So you're a shifter. Okay. I like that. I'm a shifter. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. So let's talk about some of the shifts that you've seen with your clients, because you've, you've been doing this now for a while. And you've had your own experience, mm-hmm. right? You, you like walked away from your job, like with limited resources of like, I'm doing this. Yeah. You've been out on your own. You've been completely successful. <laughs> and now you're seeing other people because you're cheer, you're being their cheerleader. You're coaching them through this methodology. Mm-hmm. What are some of the beliefs that you've seen shift? Yeah. So many cool things. I know, you know, one of my very first clients, she actually from day one, and this is why I encourage people to share their stories is because she heard my story and I was just getting into coaching. And she's like, tomorrow, I want you to be my coach. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just still learning. And she's like, I don't care. I want you to be my coach. Like this woman could only type with two fingers. Um, she has a very thick accent, right? Just beautiful, beautiful woman. And she's like, I want to write a book. I want to share my story. I want to do what you do. And we started off at the basics, right? Because we had to get her sleeping more. And so I focused with her on that health aspect because she's, Mm -hmm. she was a nurse and, you know, working nights. And so you say was, is she no longer? No. Okay. Keep going. I'm getting to that. Okay. Okay. I caught that. I caught that. Uh Uh-huh. She was, (laughs) she still is, but she's doing it on her terms. Yes. Okay. Keep going. going. So we figured out how to write the book. Like we were going to do the voice transcribing and she's like, my accent's too thick. And we had a good (laughs) laugh about that, but she slowly started as she went through the method her beliefs changed, right? It was first, it was a matter of her going, okay, maybe I can write a book. Maybe I can start my own business. Mm -hmm. And so she started to take the actions, Mm -hmm. you know, which is important because we can read all we want, but if we don't actually implement them, nothing happens. So she published her first book. It became an Amazon bestseller. Nice. I know out of that, she started making, you know, turmeric tea, ginger shots, which now in her community, people are buying it like crazy. So she's actually starting. Have you tried it? No, because she hasn't shipped it to Canada yet, Canada uh, yet, but okay. so good. Where, okay. Can I get it in the States? Yeah. I'll connect you. Okay. Connect me. I Cause I haven't you. quite found a great turmeric product. So mm-hmm. if you, okay, you got to hook me up I and you, you maybe up. you can hook up the community too. I can definitely hook up the community. Okay, yep. good. Okay. Tell us more. Okay. Um, so yeah, she wrote her first book, started her company. She quit her job as a yes. full-time nurse and became a travel nurse. So basically okay. she just decides I'm going to go work for three weeks and I'm going to come back and work on my business. Yep. And now she networks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She does little, um, she'll go to cafes and do little speaking gigs and sell mm-hmm. her book and her mm-hmm. tea. Mm-hmm. Like this woman is so fired up and she, yeah. now she's like, now what, what's now next? What? Boom. Yep. There it is. Okay. I love this story. I love that. We're going to be able to meet her in the community yeah. and grab her stuff. Uh, so that's one example of how the, sh- the methodology, yep. the neuro change, uh, your work 
shifted. There it is. The word shifted <laughs> her belief system. And now she's a traveling nurse and having the time of her life. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's so important, you know, to have someone to work with, I think. Yes, I agree. It's like, I couldn't be doing the work that I do if I didn't have teachers, somebody kind of encouraging me, holding my hand, guiding, shining the big spotlight. Yeah. Uh, because I get stuck in the forest mm -hmm. and then I can't see the trees and I'm like, where the fuck am I? What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> right. So I love, I love that this is the work that you're doing. Uh, I want you to share uh, an exercise for our listeners mm -hmm. that they can do today that can just I don't shift, right? We're, you're a shift master. Let's start supporting them in shifting their beliefs this month. What do you think? Are you up for it? I'm up for it. Okay, let's okay, let's go. Okay. I want to do something very simple. It's an analogy called passengers on the bus. Oh, I like because it. I think what gets us is our do we do we game. have to put our like seatbelts on? Yeah, I would put your seat buckle okay. up. I'm ready. <laughs> and it's so simple. Okay. So just imagine you can pick whatever color bus you want, right? This is a big it. pink bus, blue bus, whatever it is. Mine will be blue. Um, and you decide, you know what? I'm going to go pick a destination. Doesn't matter where it is. So okay, Lane, what's your destination? Okay. You so I immediately went back to, you know, when you're in, okay. In the jungle, and you're like, I'm going on the tour bus, right? And, mm -hmm. and in, my, in your mind, you're like, oh, it's going to be beautiful. No, that, that tour bus is freezing cold and you're sitting on top of somebody and you have like this much space between you and the ceiling and they give you a blanket and that blanket is like a, 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 a sheet, not a blanket. And you don't have clothes because it's the jungle and it's hot out. Right. So you're freezing on this bus. So I am not on that bus. No, don't okay? get on that bus. <laughs> I'm like, everybody get off Lane's bus. <laughs> no, I just put myself on the bus, uh, like in London. Okay. I'm ready. Let's go. Good. Okay. So you have a destination you're going, you have everything planned, your little goodies and stuff beside you, you know, exactly yep. the route you're going to take, how you're going to get there, how fast you're going to go. Everything in your head is perfect. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I got it. Okay. I'm so, so good. You, you start driving along. Of course, you have to pick up passengers on the bus. So in the beginning, because you're so excited, you pick up these passengers that are also in a really good mood. They're super excited for you. They're hopping on this bus and joining you for this road trip. So of course, the things they're saying to you are like, this is going to be awesome. You're such a good driver, right? All these good feelings. You're oh, all I'm having, driving the bus. You're dri you are driving the bus. Oh, okay. Okay. You are the bus driver lane. Uh, okay. Okay. So it's like good time bus lanes driving. Okay. Get on, get on the bus. Okay. Okay. Now, as you go along a ways, you start to get a little bit tired, right? You still pick up passengers mm -hmm. because the mm -hmm. bus isn't quite full, right? Yeah. Those people yeah. are still having a good time might be having a nap, but you start to pick up these passengers that all of a sudden get on that bus and they start to criticize you. Oh no. Mm -mm. I know. I know you're getting <laughs> agitated lane. You're making I'm angry. <laughs> you're rolling your eyes. You're, you know, the facial expressions that we so love. 
that starts to happen. They tell you you're not going fast enough, or, you know, maybe, maybe you're driving too fast. You're not driving the right way. So you get detoured. So all of a sudden you're listening to these negative passengers and you're just wishing they would get the hell off the bus. Yeah. They got to go. Right. Mm -hmm. So on this journey, you think of the passengers as you're thinking, and this is why I love this analogy because it is so simple, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are those negative passengers telling you? Right. Are you you're, asking me. Oh. Yeah. You're, you're, you're driving too fast. You're never going to get there. You're mm -hmm. not good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you find yourself in a situation, think about the passengers on the bus, like, and the voices in your head are those passengers telling you like they're passengers, they're not you, right? right? It's, it's your way of interpreting the journey. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. write down all those negative passengers, what they're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to get this. We have to get it down on paper. Don't do it on the computer. So take a page out of Lane's notebook, write it down in a journal, piece of paper, yeah. and then take those negative thoughts or beliefs, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And write the positive opposite of them. And yes. I would say, keep it that simple in the beginning and use those as affirmations, read them daily mm -hmm. because we get more and more of what we think about, whether we like it or not. Yeah. It all starts with thoughts, right? It okay. does. Oh, I like this exercise a lot. Mm -hmm. I was, I was imagining, <laughs> I was imagining you? going too fast around the corners <laughs> and like all the people going, <laughs> and they're all doing the, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay. So I'm writing down the opposite of what they're, th they're saying. So they're saying, uh, slow down. You're going too fast. They're saying you're going too fast. Mm -hmm. So then I would write down slow down. Yeah. Pause. Right. Pause. Well, I'm not going to pause because I'm driving. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to slow <laughs> down. Yeah. And remember the bus, mm -hmm. I mean, it represents your head. Yep. So, you know, if you say you go out and someone says, Hey, would you like to try this? And all of a sudden that first thought, that first passenger in your bus is like, you can't do that. You're not fit enough to do that. You're, do you know what I mean? When those thoughts arise, those yeah. are the passengers on the bus that you want to get note of and you want to switch the way you think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Such a simple exercise. I love that you shared that. Thank you. Oh. So we want you to uh, do the exercise yeah. and you can share about it in the community. You can join us. Uh, I think it would be great to do a post on this oh. and then people can share like what their passengers are saying. Yeah. <laughs> like mine are saying, slow down. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. You're going too fast. Tamar, anything else you want to share with us? You do a lot. I do a lot. Yeah. You do a lot. And I love the work that you do. And I think there's a lot of misconception around neuroscience and people get stuck or lost and overwhelmed but at the end of the day, it boils down to what neuroscience changing your brain. Yeah. Like it's just everyone that has gone through the program with me, mm -hmm. they come to this level of self-awareness that they've never had. It's like, yeah. oh, I understand now why I do what I do. I understand why it's important to continue to educate myself. Cause I think yeah. we just settle in life. I've watched so many mm -hmm. people just okay, well, this is good enough. I got married. I got the house. I got the dog, Ugh, kid. Gross. And then, you know, a few years later, it's like, really, is this it? And I don't, 
I, you know, I want people mm-hmm. to experience that next level of, mm-hmm. okay, this is that, but now, right? Because the reality is, is when you're doing what you love, you show up better for the people you love. That's right. Drop the mic. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, my friends. That is it. I mean, people do get overwhelmed by neuroplasticity and, oh my God, it's going to be too much. I don't need to under, like, how am I going to understand all that? But when we just boil it down to, it is about changing the beliefs, changing the thinking, changing the thoughts, changing your brain. And then the work that I do a lot is about, you know, aging gracefully, because let's face it, we're all aging. Yeah. And I, I think about, you know, a lot of our listeners are moms and they have kids and I'm sure that they want to see their kids grow up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they want to see grandkids. I'm sure they want, you know, right. Like, so let, let's, how is this neuro change going to help our mothers? So many ways. I think believing that big thing, the first thing, right. Is, you know, we do, um, which, you know, we're talking about this month is purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think because we get stuck and we were like, okay, now what is this it? Understanding what lights you up. That's yeah. the first step. So, you know, imagine being in that position as a mother, but all of a sudden finding something where you're like, oh, I, re- I forgot how much I love this. Like I yes. love, I, for- you know, so getting that clarity, but then mm-hmm. not only getting the clarity, but believing that you can change, believing that you can achieve something, having the right mindset to do it, being able to handle the emotions that come along with that oh. change. Cause let's be honest, getting out of that comfort zone, mm. emotional, mm-hmm. right. But not freaking out at your husband, your kids. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole show on just we, that. We could do Seriously. a whole show on that. <laughs> because that, I mean, like not freaking out is that is the belief that needs to change, right? Like, mm-hmm. like that's such a deep reactionary moment. Like that is cellular. We need to change that. So, um, yeah, we should put that on the agenda. Let's do it. Okay. Tamar, thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks for being here. And thanks for going deep right away. I wouldn't, you know, I don't expect anything less. Oh my God. That's how we roll. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to review the show over on iTunes. Uh, that helps other ladies, women, uh, find us, right? This is an, an emotional uh, wellness journey for all of us to experience. So thanks again for being here. Thanks for being here. Hey everyone, Tamar here. Thank you so much for joining us again. Have the thoughts, what's wrong with me? What am I doing with my life? Or when will enough be enough ever crossed your mind? Have you ever wondered WTF? Now what? If you have, come check out our webinar. You can find it at thenowwhatacademy.com. We're going to teach you how to pause, reframe that toxic thinking and develop stronger, healthier, deeper relationships. Join us and we'll see you on the next episode.